men and women of all races and all places, we of WADR fight on the battlefronts of Twitter at A underscore broadcasting. And we face you in battle with no fear on Facebook at with all due respect podcast. And if you don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you! With all due respect, fuck you! With all due respect, fuck you! Fuck you, nigga. I'm about to lasso, Castro the asshole, turn him into mincemeat, for ramen casserole, feed it to a thick booty bad bitch, she'll fucking kill me if I try to feed a cabbage, pussy fried catfish, I'ma hit them boys with Mandalorian hat tricks, I ain't never had shit, till I turn to rapping, for rapper to rapper, Kappa Lambda, I'm on some fragile shit, packing on Packers damage, stamming on stacking damage, acting out like an asses. If you move it against me, it's like my last. You should've taken some classes. Uh huh. Baby, what is he rapping? If you couldn't hack it, then maybe you should trash it. I'ma serve it like a delivery package. Misery's a habit in the latest fashion. She likes to pull up in the fastest. Hoopy with the black tip. We get it cracking. She releasing the dragon. Hold up. Fire breathing. I am not a heathen. I am just a lion crushing everything he's saying. Heat seeking, miss a lunch with a beacon. With all due respect, fuck you for even speaking. How? Yo, 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 it's your man Castro X coming at you live and direct with the With All with the Due way. Respect podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a very special day. I got two titty T in the motherfucking house Always as per usual. Uh, I got a very special guest, and he brought a guest. So it's going down, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I got Mr. Sean Eddingfield in the motherfucking uh, building. Uh, let me tell you guys a little bit about him. So he's an artist with Monkey Wrench. Uh, you said that was Vent Studios? Right. Uh, Vent Wrench Studios, yes, sir. Okay, Vent Wrench Studios, man. So I've actually been seeing this man for a while. I don't know if he knows, but like I said, I've caught him at random cons with Equinox comic books out here in Tulsa and things like that. Uh, the guy does some incredible artwork pieces, man. He, he's doing some piece a piece for us right now of me, uh, eyes open, and Tia as um, superheroes. Our fucking which, superheroes. And we'll put that on the page whenever it's finished. Um, and we're going to have it hanging up in the studio. So when we go to video, you guys will eventually see that as well. But welcome to the building. Um, thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Lisa here as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm so happy to have you here. Lisa man. is the president of Bent Rent Studio. Okay, okay, <laughs> wonderful, yes, wonderful. Yes, I like I am. it. There's been a little inner office romance. So <laughs> I can dig that. I can always dig that. Uh, so let's get started. Talk to me a little bit about just how you got into art, man. Let's start there. Oh, geez, uh, art. Um, you know, I, I got into comic books at a, at a pretty young age, and just the art form itself is. The archetypal, like, you know, the hero versus villain, good versus evil, you know, that kind of thing. It, it always drew me to it. And just drawing. I started drawing when I was about two. 
Uh, I've been drawing for a long time. The first time my, my mom said, that's really good, honey. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can get attention. Right. <laughs> drawing these pictures. So it just kind of went from there. I was a pretty strange kid. I didn't go out and play with other kids. And, hey, I just drew pictures. That's all I did. That's all right. I wanted to do. And it was create things, and, and it was weird like that. But, you know, I was, I was definitely... Um, inspired by uh, Bernie Wrightson, uh, Jim Lee came along a little bit later. These are all comic book artists. Mm. Um, uh, Jim Lee Jim Lee did yeah. Batman, right? Oh, yeah, Batman. Okay. Uh, he's, he's worked New for New 52, everybody. I think he mm -hmm. ran, did some Batman for New mm -hmm. 52. Very detailed work, mm -hmm. and, and that's the artist that I'm drawn to. It's Bernie Wrightson, you ever look him up, he's amazing. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what got me into it. And uh, I just I didn't do any homework in school. I just drew pictures. <laughs> so... That's that's uh, you know when you're when you're a kid in uh, in kindergarten and they ask you what do you want what do you want to be, I have the distinction of saying I, I knew then I said I want to be an artist and by golly I am. And so, um, has it ever been? Was it just comic books for you in the beginning, or was it have you always just done art in general? any kind of art? Um, it was in the in the very beginning. It was basically nature. I would look at trees and stuff and and see how it worked. And and if you look at bugs really close, they look like aliens. You know what I mean? So I was like, I want to draw that. So it was it was first nature, and then I saw a picture of Wolverine when I was about six or seven, and I was like, wow. So it was all downhill from there. I can definitely dig that, man. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about just some of the things that you've done throughout your time doing art. Uh, and like I said, I know you've done some work with Equinox comic books. You mm -hmm. want to talk to us about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, Equinox, those guys are great. Uh, Aaron Ballinger, uh, he's, the, he's the head guy. Equinox Comics is a group of guys who basically were just a group of brothers who... Um, um, we're like-minded. Aaron got together. He worked for uh, TCC hmm. for a little while. And he said, I want to do comic books. So he uh, got us all into one of the little meeting rooms there at T -T TCC, ran an ad and said, hey, if you're an artist, if you're a writer, come see me and let's talk. And that was it. And that was probably, it was a little over nine years ago. And since then we have put out, I believe we're on nine books now. That's that's almost a book a year. We're doing great, right? <laughs> but uh, um, there's there's different things we've done. Some custom books for people. We have their superhero uh, line, which is is called Equinox. That's their their big line. Um, the most popular, uh, Johnny Johnson, mm -hmm. and um, um, uh, the writer, and he's gonna kill me because I I went blank. Tommy Brownell. I got it, Tommy. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> Um, they came up with a comic book called um, uh, Hellraiser, and later it changed into the Chronicles of Rachel, Rachel Strand, but it okay. is insanely yep. popular. People love that. She's a half vampire, uh, half human, you know, butt kicker, and it's awesome. It's a great book. It's, it's well written, well drawn, and that's, that's pretty much Equinox. We've, uh, like I said, since COVID... We haven't uh, done a whole lot because, you know, the get-togethers where we collect all at the same time have, you know, they haven't been doing them, so. So when you guys get together, say at these, uh, like the cons and things, you mm -hmm. said that's where you guys meet up most of the time. Is this where you guys are coming up with ideas for things? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Really? The, the the whole convention, we you know, we have a booth, we sit behind a table, and, you know, we'll talk to people about stuff, but the whole time we're sitting back there, it's just one big business meeting, and we're talking about characters and where it's going, and. 
See, I wouldn't even imagine that. You yeah. guys just look like you're back there just having a grand old time. Oh, yeah. Show. Well, and that's that's the best thing to do is come up with new stuff. I think <laughs> it's that's the really thing awesome. What's it like collabing with other artists? It's, it's, it, I'm, I have a definitive style mm. and I have a, that almost sounded bad, don't it? Let's start Not that one over. It's, that's you. <laughs> that's like, yes, you. I love collaborating with other artists, other writers, stuff like that, but it's, um, I, I personally myself, I'm an artist and a writer, mm. and it's. Have you ever watched somebody do something and you know they're doing it wrong? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you just wanted to. That's that's kind of the way I get sometimes. It's like let's not do it that way. Let's do it this way. And if I'm voted out, I kind of lose interest. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but you know, I've I've got my own stuff. See, I had no idea that you write as well. Talk oh, yeah. a little about your writing. Oh yeah, I think I'm a pretty good artist. I think I'm actually a better writer. Really? No, but yeah, and and that's not a thing that Those I have. Awesome. So what are you writers. what are you writing? What do you write? Talk I write to us about I that. write uh, poetry. I write. Wow, did I just say that out loud? That's all right. Rap is poetry. Well, on my, that's right. Thank you very much. I write poetry. I write. Um, I know, and then I just come right out and say it, huh? Um, I write short. I have written short stories. I have. Um, it's kind of may seem. I may be jumping the gun here, but I have some, I have, I guess you'd call it outlines mm -hmm. of, you've seen Star Wars or say Lord of the Rings or something like that. Right. I actually have a story in my head that is like, it's, it, it's, it's I've been writing it my whole life. That's Since I was amazing. about eight years old, I've been writing this story. It's changed a lot, but it's, I've never had the time to sit down and just do the work. Right. And it's, it's pretty huge. It's pretty epic. And, uh. Hopefully, this year that will see its first fruits. So, are you going to make it into a book, a mm -hmm. comic, or do you plan on taking it to film? What it is. It is. Eventually, I I, right. can, I see everything as a movie in my head anyway. So, mm. hopefully, someday there will be a movie that's almost as good as the one in my head. <laughs> but um, the um, right now, I'm going to do kind of. There's an artist called Braum. Okay. You ever heard of Brom? I have not. He has he has started writing, and and it's it's kind of a amalgamation between um, a comic book mm. and a novel. There'll be some pages with amazing art, and then two or three pages of of words, mm. and that's the format I want to use. So I'm not exactly sure what to call that, but it is a book with like a lot that. of art and a lot of words. So that's really unique. So for you, does writing and art go hand in hand? Absolutely. As you're drawing up these pictures, are you developing stories for whatever you're drawing? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. When when I get a piece of paper, I sit down with that bad boy, and it's not a piece of paper to me. It is a, it's literally a portal to another dimension. It's like, if you really think about it, when you start to draw, that can be your a little, little, little G-God. Mm. You can you can create whatever you want on that page, and let me let me take a step back. I have to tell you something that that I am no longer ashamed of. Mm. I'm very proud of it. Um, a lot of things have helped me realize I have I have been diagnosed with severe anxiety, severe depression, PTSD, borderline personality disorder, and Last but not least, schizophrenia. Mm. I've had schizophrenia probably since I was about eight years old. I have had imaginary friends my entire life, and I had to get used to the fact that 
other people didn't have that stuff, and 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 they didn't like it really when you talked about it. So, it's 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 a very interesting. Most of my story is about those guys, but I said that to say this: when I get a piece of paper and I set it down and I start to draw, things start talking to me, mm. and 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 my very I'll draw. You know, I'll sit down and do you guys' caricatures. I'll sit down and do do a job, make a logo. But my favorite thing to do is sit down and just let that paper start talking to me. Literally tell me what it wants to be and just start drawing it. I have drawn, uh, not that long ago, I drew an elf with a, he wanted one shoe. He only had one shoe. And uh, a mouse that I drew once wanted his shoes on the wrong feet. Do you know how hard that is to draw? (laughs) Well, whatever. But it's um, these characters they they come to life. They tell me stories about themselves while I'm drawing them. They tell me what they want to look like, what they want to be. And there's the, um, the story that the, the main story that I'm writing is called A Different Place. Hmm. And it's basically about a kid who could create anything he wanted. And he creates it in his closet and he keeps it. But it's a, it's a great story. But I mean, that piece of paper is in essence that I mean, it really is. It's a it's a portal to wherever it is you want to go. See, and I think that that's beautiful that you put it that way. Um, and really quick, before I go on that little bit of a tangent, first let me touch on the fact that um, I, you, you pointed out these uh, what is, like mentors or mental mm-hmm. disorders to a degree, and I think that that was very uh, bold. I like that you did that because uh, a lot of times, even as a man, uh, you know what I mean, it's frowned upon. They, they talk oh, yeah. against it, but it's oh, so yeah. uh, common, and, and I feel like we need more people that are openly speaking right. on it. And, 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 and I've, I have, ooh, don't get me started, I have declared war on especially the mental health institutions and the places uh, like that all over the United States, but especially here in Oklahoma, they have, she and I both have had a lot of experiences with them. I've been mistreated, abused, never, ever helped. Uh, on really? top of on top of the the whole thing about the mental disorders and all that thing, mm. I this is all I do. I the take absolutely no drugs whatsoever. I tried to I tried to do that thing where they regulate him and say, Well you're gonna do it's gonna be great and it was never great. Let me ask you about that. Why do you choose marijuana over the prescribed drugs? I agree with your choice 100%, but the, I want to highlight that. The main reason is it doesn't try to take my imaginary friends away. Mm. I feel I'm, a, I'm what uh, could be described as an empath, and I feel other people's stuff along with my own, and everything I feel is turned up to an 11 all the time. Mm. So it's tough. It is really tough to be in a tough situation, you know what I mean? Because you're feeling that a lot. But I, I feel everything else, the good stuff, at right. that level too. Yeah, if there's bad stuff, you don't want to feel that at that level. But when they give you the drugs, and it, it takes it all away. Right. I had a, I had a, a beautiful, wonderful friend had stage, stage four cancer. I'm an emotional guy, so you can ask her. Commercial come on TV, if it's a dog with three legs, I'm like... I think that's beautiful. You know, that's and that's the way it is. I'm an emotional guy. Like and it's like if, my, my, like I said, my friend passed away. And I heard through the grapevine she passed away. didn't get to go to the funeral. And I was like, and I'm realizing that's not me. Mm. I was in the middle of taking all these things they were telling me to take. And so it didn't and allow you to feel it at that time. It didn't allow me to feel nothing. And my, I'm not kidding you, my art was going away. It was taking my imaginary friends away. And... 
it was it was it turned life into hell is what it did that's crazy but the and and the things that the the mental health community is doing the main concern that I have is there's no help there isn't any help that they're and and they will tell you themselves their emergency room right unless you have the money and you know that's that's we know how it is with money but um I'm sorry, I lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> you good. I think I think that that's um, incredible. Uh, all of that. I think that I think that um, I'm glad that you have a grasp on things as far as just where your creativity comes from and just mainly who you are. You know that the drugs, the prescriptions, and things like that's yeah. not for you. And I'm glad that you're happy. <coughs> and and that. I would never try to say, hey, don't take. This. You know, it's 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 an individual. That's right. the thing. That's what's wrong with the system. It's got to be an individual case-by-case basis every time, and they try to push everybody through the same chute, mm. and that's the problem with it. Yeah, I think that that's incredible. The, the, the doctors, I, they, they want to help. They don't have time. Mm. I appreciate you even just addressing it. You know, that's, that was really good. Um, back to the how you describe um, your art, right? Um, it's, a, it's a portal. It's a window to a degree to another reality. Um, is, is your art therapeutic for you? A hundred percent. A lot of people have always asked me. My, my art's a little on the dark side. I did notice, and I love um, that, though. I, well, it art imitates life. You know mm. what I mean? I think my art's, since, since I met the love of my life, Lisa, here, I, I think my art's might get a lot lighter and maybe a little bit happier, but there's still a lot of shit in the world. But there's see, there's still the, a lot of, you know. That's so cool that it, it, it can change up because now you're, you're having happier emotions. Right. And as you said, it's therapeutic, so it's going to be expressed in a, in a different light. And I think that that's fascinating as well. And, and to distinctly answer your question, it is therapeutic to the nth degree. I mean, it is, I wouldn't have survived without art. Mm. I wouldn't have made it at all. It, it, it has saved my life. I think that that's beautiful, man. Uh, that's a reoccurring thing. I've uh, heard not only because you're the first artist I've had outside of Taboo, who's a graffiti artist mm-hmm. we had come mm-hmm. on to the show. I'd like to sit you guys down together at the same time. That'd be cool, just experience. Um, but even through my hip hop artists and my singers, like a lot of them, we had some people in here yesterday. A lot of them share that same like, this is what I need to get through life. You know, this is what I cling to. This exactly. is my 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 window, my portal to my other realm. You know what I mean? And I think that that's incredible. Um, Go ahead. Did you have something? Uh, well, I was just going to say, I have to send you something. Um, a guy, uh, one of my artist friends, mm. uh, just wrote a couple paragraphs, and it was one of the most beautiful things yeah. I've ever read. He explained how it's not that I'm an artist and this is what I want to do. I have to. Right. I don't have a choice. Mm. I have to do this. If I don't, something inside me dies. I think that that's, uh, that's beautiful. I'm glad that... I mean, I guess. That's all right. Be you. Happy you're here, man. Uh, Y'all bring the tissues. <laughs> talk to me a little bit about Monkey Ranch. Let's go into that. How how did that come about? Monkey Ranch is when I was two years old. Um, I met an imaginary friend. Okay. Very vividly. I I wouldn't necessarily call him a hallucination, more like Mary Poppins type thing. Okay. Only that I could see. He's a 13 star, uh, thir- uh, turned Irish. He's a 13 starry <laughs> albino silverback gorilla. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's really big and he just kind of hung outside my house all the time. And, and a lot like Mary Poppins, he gave me 
really good advice. He got me in a little bit of trouble. Um, but he's been with me my entire life. Mm. Um, he is I, there. You'll see there's no probably no less than 20 portraits of him on my on my Pinterest page. Okay. Um, I have a monkey wrench pillow and a monkey yeah. wrench blanket. <laughs> I love that you've brought him into this world. You've made him a reality. You know what I mean? That's very interesting as well. Well, it. Oh. Talk to me. Let it out. Speak to me. No, it's too. People say I'm crazy. No, it's not. Don't, don't worry about them. Just Fuck so, them. So, exact. So, okay. So, on the With All Due Respect podcast, what we do is express our truest thoughts and feelings. And for those that not don't like it, the truest ones. We do. And for <laughs> those that don't like it, on the back of our t shirt, it says, With All Due Respect. Fuck you. That's to those that, that, that disagree and judge. And this is an open place, safe place. This is where like we're. This it's is like a, Quit Trip. This we're is the home place. podcast. You know what I mean? We just don't have the amazing coffee or but, but, <laughs> All right, I'll tell you. You asked for it. Feel free to express yourself. Between the ages of about eight years old and 16, I had these things called night terrors. Okay. Um, they weren't, it wasn't sleep paralysis like you've heard of. I could fucking move. Mm. I promise you. And I did. I ran through walls and into ceiling fans and. Got knots on my head trying to escape from literally demons. Like crazy, crazy things that were that should not be there. I would wake up in a room like like if I was in this room and I was to wake up, the room would be completely normal, but there would be something so messed up, like unfathomably messed up, that an eight year old kid should not be imagining. Right. You know what I mean? I'm a smart kid and I started thinking my my, my I was raised in a very, very, very Christian uh, environment very very Christian okay um, in fact my parents thought I was possessed um, at one point maybe had the church lay hands on me a few times and exercise the demons but um, that happened yeah absolutely okay. a few times Continue but um, um, you know there was never any kind of a mental you know it's like that when when we went to the doctor we went to the medical doctor and he said well this is a you need to take him to a psychiatrist. These are night terrors. This mm. is medical. Well, we don't. A psychiatrist. Well, he's not crazy. Really? Um, so, and, and not to say anything. That's just, that's really just the bubble, the fishbowl we were raised in. Right. You know, it wasn't, there wasn't, uh, eight, early 80s, there wasn't a whole lot of, so it would, the psychological if you were things were just getting just started on the talk shows and stuff. Yeah. That was exactly. the era, though. That's how people exactly. were back Exactly. That's yeah. how it worked. And um, um, almost every single night, almost every single night, something came to get me. I was, I had bags under my eyes. I had um, um, horrible, horrible sleep disorders. I mean, horrible sleep disorders. I, I, would, I would sleep maybe four hours at a time. At the most, um, there were there were I'd go three or four days without sleeping because I didn't want them to come get me. And so you had to go to school at this time uh, as well. Yes, absolutely. <coughs> yeah, had to go a, to school. It's crazy. I made straight D's. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I, I imagine it take a it take a toll. I didn't mean to cut you off. But we'll go well, ahead. well, I actually made straight D's because I didn't do homework because I drew pictures. Was doing but art. that is where a lot of these drawings. In fact, one of the I could I could show you. I'll find it. Um, would you find that nostrils, man? Do you have a picky, Do you have a picture of monkey wrench with you as well? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Very Don't leave home without it. But um, one of one of the things is in there. Actually, Drew, I would see the most terrible, horrible things, and to get them out of my head, I would draw this them. One of, this was one of uh -huh, That's one of them. 
That's crazy, man. Standing in the corner. There's monkey wrench. wrench, yeah. Okay. I love the cigarette. But yeah, you guys can look through this thing. But um, definitely. So, monkey wrench, the the imaginary friend, the giant silverback gorilla, was really the only thing that ever helped me through all that mess. Hmm. Um, when when I started relying more on him and not on Jesus. <laughs> Things it. started getting better. This is this is the this is a picture of the very last, um, not, well, not the last terror, night terror, but um, one of them. I uh, I was 16 years old and I had to pee really bad, and and that thing was in the hallway in front of the bathroom. He's massive. And and I didn't really capture him really well. He had like liquid and snot and all kinds of stuff just pouring out of every pore of his body, and it was really scary. And I said, I'm a, I'm 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 not gonna pee my pants. I'm 16 years old, and I closed my eyes. This and lasted I right up to when you were wow. Eight years, almost every night. I would maybe go three or four days without having one sometimes, and kind of get my rest back. But other than that, it was almost every day. How did you become centered? Would you consider yourself centered now? Absolutely. How did you become centered? Dealing with all that well, kind of shit. That happened last year. Talk to me about that. My entire life journey has been just been to absolutely figure all this shit out, figure me out. That's that's my whole life's journey, mm. the whole thing, and it's it's been through my art, it's been through, you know, stuff that other people may not experience. You know what I mean? And and I can tell you, I just put on my Facebook the other day that it's not. I was raised very Christian. Mm. Very, very Christian, and I had to rip that part of my life out, and it only just happened last year. And when it did, I mean, you could, you could almost. In fact, I would. You're talking about your truest thoughts. I would call it enlightenment. I would call it absolute radical personality change. That's a, that's a thing, and it's, and and it doesn't happen very often. But I honestly think it has. Um, there's a few. Um, you know, I, I went through the route to get help with these crazy things and n none of it ever helped so I was like well what would you do if you had all the money in the world would you get the best psychologist in the world well there's YouTube right so I started watching a guy on YouTube named Jordan B Peterson mm -hmm. Jordan B Peterson is I hope to get to meet him one day he <coughs> is absolutely brilliant <coughs> he's, he's a clinician uh, he wrote a book <coughs> called uh, 12 rules for life uh, he's actually released another one um, called 12 More Rules for Life. That sounds kind of sappy, but if, if you watch this guy... I'm into self-help, so... If, if you, and, and it's he's not amazing. even self-help. It's, it's, he, he would hate that. He would really? call it self-help. Mm. But if you watch this guy, he... Abs I, first, I studied uh, Jung, Carl Jung. He's a psychologist, and that was... A lot of the things that he went through as a young child, I went through as well. Mm. with the imaginary friends and hallucinations and all kinds of things. And they started talking about different parts of your, of your, I guess, your psyche. I guess that's the right word for it. And how there's compartmentalization and how the only way to get a handle on those things was to give it a personality. Because mm. it, the, these, have you ever thought, where do your, you, you get inspiration. Everybody's got their own inspiration, right? Some guy likes cars. I like vampire movies. Where does that come from? 
Have you have you ever thought about that? Where does the like of things come from? Well, I've learned through Carl Jung and a little bit of a little bit of uh, Freud. You gotta watch Freud; he's crazy. Freud, but um, Freud. Sigmund Freud, the yeah. the father of modern. Yeah, okay. he's, throw not, a little he's, bit of he's, he's he's very angry. He's very, <laughs> very angry. You're, you're, very they say angry you're either man. Freudian or you're Jungian. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely Jungian. Okay. I honestly, believe there's, honestly believe there's two types of people in the world. There's people who follow after things and, and money and, and status and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then there's things that follow after connection. And Freud is the person who's is is the psychiatrist for the people who are falling after stuff. And Jung is the psychiatrist you should listen to for the people who are looking for connection. See, and I think that that's dope. It sounds like Jung, correct? Uh is more of a within kind of yes. guy. And that's, yes. And that's what yeah. I prefer. Um, but anyway, continue. Um, but I studied those guys, you know, and they're, they're, those guys were back in the 50s, but absolutely blew my mind. A little hard to understand sometimes. Had to look a lot of shit up. Mm-hmm. But um, from there, uh, you know, YouTube just kind of took me to this guy, Jordan Peterson. He was, uh, he's from Canada. He's, he, stu- he was a professor at the University of Toronto. And just the, it's it's profoundly simple, and he just uh, he he did he saved my life several times saved my life. Um, year before last, I was um, I was living in a trailer park in a very very small RV, no heat, no air, no water, no I had no food, uh, my ankle was broken. And I had no internet service, and my phone just got shut off. And so I took a whole bottle of pills and tried to kill myself. Mm. And from that point, you know, the, I, I got taken to the, to the happy place, and, and, and I said, well, I'm going to make this work, and I'm going to go through this process. Well, that process didn't work at all. It was me. I want everybody listening to this podcast to know you have it within yourself. You have all the knowledge in the entire universe that is known right there at your fingertips in that computer. Look some people up. Look up. If you're having mental problems, especially if you're a young man, look up Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. He will, he, he'll change your whole life. Listen to it. Practice what he says. Do what he says. And I've done a complete 180. I'm, I'm happy. Like I said, I found the love of my life. And um, we're, we're going to get married in October. Congratulations. Fuck yes. The best month of the year. October 30th. Ah, we can do a... Ah, when you guys get done with your honeymoon, we can come and do a, a, a podcast a about it if you want. Work? Oh, sounds great. Cool. Follow up on it. That'd be Absolutely. very interesting. But I yeah, think, we're going to get married. and, and um, I actually was also a stalker of his. I stalked him for four years. So. I wish you'd said something earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that I'm boxed in as a stalker. That's cool. Uh, okay, so I want to I want to talk about more of your work, right? More of the things that you're doing. Um, what was it? Uh, vent? No, bent. Like a bent bridge. Okay. Uh, there was a guy, um, Terry Tidwell, is one of my artist friends uh, out of Claremore, and he runs a little place. And he was looking one time. He was looking through my portfolio. He actually, I actually did a little bit of work for him. And I was looking through, he was looking for, through my portfolio, and he says, your characters have a certain kind of bent. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I like that, bent. 
And uh, of course, my imaginary friend's name was Monkey Wrench. And folks had started calling me Monkey. Okay. And so I just said, Ben Wrench Studios. You know, my art's kind of bent. Monkey Wrench, and you know, Monkey Wrench became the mascot. I like that. I so. like that. What's the uh, What's the plan with Bent Wrench? Oh my goodness! What okay. are we doing there? We have a card now too. I see. I like it. I like it. We can keep Bent Wrench Studios. Can we keep this? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want Bent Wrench Studios to become. I do. I do. It's the bread and butter. I do um, logos, business cards, brochures, um, flyers. Whatever that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's the bread and butter. Yeah, anything, anything anybody needs graphic design wise is going to fall under Bent Wrench Studios. That's that's going to be the like I said the bread and butter. That's where we make our money. Okay. Um, we we have the, this year we're we're going to do our best this year to launch everything on this page. Most of this stuff is these are ideas that I have had forever and I've never had the the I've never been able you know what I mean I, I I've been I've been off and on homeless again for about 20 years my second wife <laughs> I've been married twice my second wife left me for my best friend and that was it that was the beginning of the severe depression the That's severe rough. anxiety and it I, I couldn't pull out of it hmm. and it took me a long long time to pull out of it and I am just now but through that whole thing through Stuff like this, and, and and I'll just say it, voices in my head, I have all these ideas, all these amazing things that have just accumulated over the years. Along with that, it's almost an origin story mm. of an, exi- an origin of existence story. It's, it's pretty amazing. But um, I've had all these different ideas. I actually put a couple of them into play, and, and then they just, because of you know my mental state, kind of fizzled. But this year, we're going to try to launch every single one of these things before January 1st. Uh, we have Bent Wrench Studios, which, like I said, that's been up and running. We're going to be doing, you know, if, if, if you need a logo, if you need a flyer, that kind of stuff. Um, Wrench Prints is, is just basically going to be a page where I can sell my prints, like mm-hmm. artwork. I'm going to open it up, I do believe, to some other artists. If, if they'll meet the qualifications and they got some really cool shit. I'll post theirs on there too. You know okay. what I mean? It's going to be kind of a, a community, mostly about my artwork because I'm going to sell my prints on that page, but some other people too. Um, confunderdo. That's a weird word. Confundir, and somebody correct me on this if I'm wrong, from the research, from what I understand, confundir is a... Spanish... I believe I don't want to say it wrong. I'm not racist. Uh, is a Spanish mm-hmm. word meaning you don't know shit from salve? Mm. Like you don't. My dad used to tell me you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Is basically what confundir means. So what I did was I took the the, the name comes from uh, you remember Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. So this was confundir dome. This idea is going to be absolutely huge. I think it's going to take off. You ever talk to people on Facebook like about something political mm. and it always devolves into they're just throwing shit at each other and screaming and cussing yeah. at each other. That's where it always devolves. So I came up with the idea, what if we had, let's say, a, um, what would you call that, a 
a mediator. Yeah. That, like, did debate. you ever do debate? Yeah, like debate in high school. I love that shit. I mm-hmm. love debate. Yeah. What if we had adults talking, but they had someone there to go, oh, yeah, you can't, you can't, that's, that's a rule of debate. This is the rule. This is how you broke it. You get three strikes. It's like a game. So I thought, let's take, you don't know shit from Sav. That's kind of a challenge. And the dome, so confund your dome, mm. and create an application. It started out as a, an, a, 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 an, an idea for an application to where you come in and create your character and they've got armor and they're badass and one man comes in and you can, you can literally, you start a conversation. You can literally say, why is Batman better than Wolverine? Whatever the hell you want to talk about. And then you have a conversation. In that conversation, you either will have, I'm not sure if there's an algorithm that can be written that will monitor the, that might be too out there, but you'll have somebody monitoring the conversation, right. and if they, they have to know the rules of debate, in and out, I don't even know the rules of debate, in and out, but I had some people doing it, that there's actually a page on Facebook, and with the way that Facebook set up with the rules and stuff, if you broke, if you got three strikes during the conversation, you get tossed out of it. You get put, you get, and, and the way Facebook pages work, you can mute somebody. The, mm. the uh, administrator on the, on the page can mute somebody. So it was almost like a game show. It was fun. And, you know, people say, well, you suck. No, nope, that's it. That was your third strike. And we were saying that, like, a big gorilla reaches down. I've incorporated monkey wrench into that as well. A big gorilla reaches down and throws them in the hole because they were too rowdy. And that that person wins the debate, right? Right. So we had it up and running. I moved to West Virginia for a terrible bad reason. We can't get into that. Okay, anyway, I moved to West Virginia. That's where I came up with this idea in West Virginia. We had it up and running for about three months. I actually got it going. And And this was through Facebook when you Yes, it was through Facebook. Definitely through a Facebook page. And it, we had in a week we had a thousand followers. In one week we had a thousand followers, and I was seeing people. I was seeing um, Muslims, Mm. uh, devout Muslims, and Christians on there, like talking and becoming friends. I was watching Satanists apologize to the effect. I, I created it for fun, but the effect it had. There, there are still people on my Facebook page, a Muslim and a Christian, that are still great friends and talk all the time. What I like about this is, A, it gives people a place to go and express themselves, mm-hmm. um, learn from one another, as you exactly. said, creative friendships. But I could so see people just sitting here and wasting hours of their day. It's, so it's a genius plan, nonetheless. Well, you know what I mean? At this, but at this, at people, people are going to waste their days on that phone. They're going to. That's just right. all there is to it. If they can learn how to talk to other people... Mm. While doing that, if they can learn about, if they can do a little research and like go on there, go to a certain section on the site and, and there's a quiz. What, what are the rules of debate? Fill them out. You get three points, t- ten points, you get a new piece of armor. You know, something like that. It's crazy cool stuff. And you're learning in order to get into a fictional dome and beat the shit out of someone else. And yet you're connecting with that person, becoming friends with that person. Right, it's it's a beautiful dichotomy, and, it, and that's that, a, that is incredible. an absolutely great idea, and I, I'm I, I'm trying to get uh, Joe Rogan involved. I want him to be the 
I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. Big Joe Rogan fan. If you connect with Joe Rogan, you got to get me with him. Oh, trust me, I will. You I will. Connect um, I want to get, um, you know, I want to get all kinds of people. I think that, I, I honestly think that could be bigger than Facebook. Ooh, right. I just said it. <laughs> but I, I honestly think I, I do because everybody thinks they know everything. Right. You know this what I mean? True. But at the same time, they come on there and start shooting off their mouth. They're gonna learn you don't. Keyboard warriors. You don't know exactly, and and you're learning to connect with other. Don't people. even look at me. You know don't what I mean? Don't right. look at me. I am not a keyboard so, warrior. I will say that our social media lady right here, our co-host, she will be on there. She Absolutely. is currently I'm, I'm she currently is currently banned, banned on, on Facebook. Facebook. I, I can. I, I'm guilty of it. Yeah, this is her this thing. Is not like sixth time. Her happening. and my other co-hosts. Um, it fucking both. sucks, dude. All I can do is post to my fucking alternate account story. I can't like anything. Why did you get banned? I what's the story? I got okay. This time I wasn't arguing with conservatives or anything. Oh, girl, come on. I was. I was fucking. There was this kid on my Facebook. His name's OTW. And, uh, he's a little, he's a rapper that we know, yeah, real a good rapper artist. Kid. Really and he commented on this thing that was like, put a dot and I'll tell you if you look like a cheater or if you're loyal, right? Because I was like, fuck it, I'm bored. And, so I clicked it. and he commented on it and I was like, I'm going to go ahead and say that you're loyal because you only ever talk about one girl. And then I was like, but have you ever heard her? I'm going to beat you like your mom, I'm going to beat your ass like your mom does. And uh, <laughs> Facebook, was, like 15 minutes later, Facebook was like, no, you can't say that. I said it to my cousin. And then got, they were man, like, um, like really? this goes against community standards for, like, bullying or something. Yeah. And there is so, a, there is uh, a yeah. very, very fine line. You know, everybody said when uh, when Donald Trump got taken off Twitter, uh. when, he got, when he got kicked <laughs> off Twitter, everybody, and, and honestly, I'm glad he got kicked off Twitter. I, I was sick of his shit. But at the same time, how you take away anybody's free speech. Right. Even if it is Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Even if it upsets you to the and utmost. I, I kind of like Donald Trump because it's like a bell on a cat. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> he would, he'd tell us everything he was going to do. And then when they took it away, he didn't know what was going on. But anyway, free speech is very important. Expression is very important. I do believe that if, if you, you, you have your... You know, you can give your opinion all day long, and then somebody else can beat the crap out of you for it too. So there's consequences, but that free speech is important. I Don't definitely silence agree. Nobody. It's key here on the podcast. It's very important as well. So I definitely love this idea for the app. I think that's dope. That's something WADR could get behind. If you guys are ever interested in us backing you in some some Absolutely. way, shape, or form, well, and, continue. And right now, it's just us. Right. I do have a letter written to Mr. Joe Rogan. If he's interested, if he's listening, Mr. Right. Joe Rogan, uh, I, I sent you a letter. I sent you a letter. <laughs> <laughs> this is my co-host, Eyes Open, right here. What's up, uh, Eyes? Oh, hey. yeah. I'm supposed to be the stranger I, in the back. I seen him sneak in. You did. He scared you off. Yeah. His guy's showing his picture. Oh, it's just a sketch right now. Okay. So he doesn't know about the surprise yet, but I guess. We'll oh, there's no surprise. So I'm what sorry. I do, Whoops. I've been telling you. you about this. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Before you go on about this, so he had been telling us that there was a surprise that he was gonna do, right? Right. And I was like, cool, great. I love surprises. I don't because I always want to know what they are. And so it bugs me, right? And then I was like trying to figure it out because I was going over all these random things, and then you texted us on our group page, and you were like. What's up, man? And then he said something I'm about sorry. a picture. And I was like, huh. 
I wonder what that means. Uh-oh. I blew it. My bad. <laughs> and I was like, hey, respond to this guy on our on our group page. I don't know what he's talking about. And he was like, oh, I got it. <laughs> so, okay, here's the deal. Um, so we have another podcast at 6 o'clock, okay? Um, okay? I know you've got a lot to cover right here. So I want to go ahead and just focus in on that because I want you to be able to put right. all of your stuff really quick. Um, and if you'd like, I'd like to have you back on the show. Oh, I'd love um, to come again. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as we have a, we have availability after the nineteenth, if I can get you back in and we can further expand. Sure, man. Um, today we actually I would love to. We got double booked and we were running a tiny bit late, so kind of threw the sway of things out a little bit. But that's sway. okay. We're the here. Sway we're rocking. Um, go ahead and continue. Um, I just want to get anything and everything you wanted to mention and plug. Okay, well, yeah, and and like I said, there's a lot going on. Can Thunderdome that thing? That's gonna that's gonna be huge. I honestly believe that's gonna be a huge idea. Oh, um, uh, I got a deal. Uh, like I, the, some of the artists I told you that I grew up admiring: uh, Bernie Wrightson, uh, John Basima, and uh, Jim Lee. Some of those guys. Um, I'm I'm gonna do a thing. I, I know some of their uh, the three artists that I'm focusing on have all passed away. I didn't mm. get to meet them. Damn it. And um, I know their families. I, I'm friends with some of their families on Facebook. Uh, have you ever heard of Frank Frazetta? Mm-hmm. Conan? Awesome. Mm. Awesome, Mark. I know his daughters. Well, I'm, I'm, okay, wait. I don't know them. But they're, we're, we're, we've chatted on Facebook. We're friends. And I was thinking about asking... I don't know how the legal stuff works. I'm not a legal guy. I'm an ID guy. But how the, asking them about um, using their dad's name in order to create a book. You remember uh, uh, Heavy Metal? Yes. Magazine Heavy Metal? Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff like that. Maybe not as raw as Heavy Metal, but uh, do a book called Legacy Illustrated mm-hmm. and have people send in their stories, their comic books, like they used to with Heavy Metal and and kind of pattern it after the old um, uh, horror comics, you know, that uh, horror comics, the, you know, House of M and right. Creep Show, that kind of stuff. Yep. And um, and the old uh, sci-fi comics and stuff See, like that. The old the old I school stuff. I think that'd stuff. be incredible. And you know, I Jim Lee, you you know who that is. Mm. You know that guy. He, he he loves those three guys. Those are his inspiration as well. And he would, I guarantee, he'd want to do a story. Right. He'd want to do that. Everybody would want to get out of that. Uh, Skullduggery Flash. The rest of the stuff's pretty simple. Uh, Skullduggery Flash. I do uh, tattoo flash art. It's okay. just sets of flash that I'm going to put out. Um, Ethos photography. I have a photographer. I'll you take pictures of your wedding or whatever. I don't have the all the equipment, so don't so ask you, me yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, you saw me about to jump on, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, Coming the, soon. <laughs> Coming right. soon. Stay tuned. Life life. Um, I hope to have all that stuff by the wedding, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Riff Raff and Monk Tees. Uh, Riff Raff is basically uh, text, T-shirts, okay. whatever, whatever you want to say on a T-shirt. Uh, a lot of it's movie quotes and just goofy stuff. That, okay. And uh, uh, Monk Tees is my t-shirt. 